Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to Headstrong. You're listening to Season 3 Creatives in Conversation, and this is Part 2 with Bob the Drag Queen. It's quite an interesting conversation from here, so I hope you're ready. Bob starts taking an interview with me, and I was not ready for it. I hope you enjoy. I have a question um, from one of my friends, Bob. Um... One of my friends, um, through the periods of eighteen to twenty-two, was using drag. Um, was using drag as a tool to figure out that she is actually a trans woman, and she's the most beautiful, lovely friend of mine. That's yeah, pretty um, called, called called Laura, and she was using drag um, as that. But and the question that Laura had was, how does the how do the trans community and the drag community relate and help each other, and how can they continue to help each other? Well, hi, Laura. How are you? Well, you know, as Laura knows, um, the trans community and the drag community are not mutually exclusive. They're, they're not like these two completely separate entities. They're more amoebas. They're more like blobbing and, and bumping into each other. Um, I think that possibly the, if we can get um, drag performers who are not trans to acknowledge the contributions of trans people in the drag world in the dragosphere, um, then I think that that's probably a first big step toward under toward um, you know any bumps in the road outside of that uh, crossover. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what what advice would you have for anyone who's struggling, particularly with the BLM movement, but um, just struggling with their own internal turmoil with COVID as well? Is there any any? Do you have like a, a saying or or a um, a motto yourself that you live by, or are you, are you, I mean, obviously you have a motto as, as Bob, um, but do you have a, do you have a personal motto that you live by? Well, uh, I have a lot of different ones. I mean, one I used to say to myself a lot was, you know, um, everything works out in the end. And if it's not working out, it's not the end. Um, and I also want people to know too, like during COVID-19, like there's this, and it's not, and specifically, uh, during lockdown and quarantine, there's a lot of people who feel like we have to take every bit of trauma from our lives 
and turn it into something productive. Otherwise, the trauma didn't mean anything. And therefore, if you do not turn it into something productive, you have somehow failed yourself or failed in general if you don't turn your quarantine. Like if you don't come out of quarantine, you know, with abs, speaking five languages and reading 10 books and finishing all those Netflix series that you've somehow failed your quarantine, but no one's testing you. There's no quarantine test. You, You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely, and I think that we that the the notion that we need to like face our trauma and turn it into some sort of a, a productive thing for us that's not valid for everyone. I think that most that I would like for people to know that. Definitely, definitely. And is there anything in particular? Because I know that you know being being in the public eye, it, it can take its toll on certain individuals, as we've touched on there, Kanye West particularly as well. Um, does keeping busy keep your mental health in check? Because you are one of the busiest people around. Like when I was speaking to Ken and and your team, you are an incredibly busy person, and you like to keep busy. Does that help with you um, and and your own mental health? Well, it helps me. I mean, I, I don't recommend it for everyone. Um, I mean, some people like yoga retreats and I don't think that's my thing. Um, but I do like to keep busy. I mean, even though I'm not Christian, I have a lot of Christian, um, Judeo-Christian ideas and idioms and, and sayings planted in my brain. And um, my, my, um, my aunt used to always say, the idle mind is the devil's playground. Um, basically, if you don't keep yourself busy, you're going to get up to no good. Um, and I find that when I keep myself busy, I tend to be more proud of my life and the things that I'm doing. For sure, for sure. And what can we expect from from Bob in 2020, the rest of 2020, and going into 2021 and beyond in the future? What is there something that we can particularly look forward to? Well, I've really been interested in the, the, uh, the you know, quarantine has really been, has really leveled the playing field, so to speak. It used to be much more... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, it used to be a lot harder when you look at someone like Jimmy Kimmel and then a YouTube content creator. And now they're making stuff at about the same level. Whereas Jimmy Kimmel's in his home, a YouTuber's in their home. They both have small crews. Um, of course, Jimmy Kimmel has a network behind him pushing his, uh, pushing his like content. However, I do think that it is interesting to acknowledge that, like, now our content isn't so far from each other because we're able to basically make content on the same level, if that makes any sense. One of I ask this question to every single guest on my podcast that comes on, and it and it strikes a nerve with, with some because it's often uh, seen as a negative term. But I, I've, I've taken it as a, as a term that is you know, self-empowering. But I wanted to know what you thought the word meant. What does the word headstrong mean to you? Headstrong. Um, whenever I hear someone's headstrong, what I think is uh, this maybe the step right before stubborn, like r- breaching stubborn, um, but not quite crossing into that problematic territory. Someone who um, refuses to take uh, their failures and just accept them, but wants to really um, overcome and um, persevere. I like it. I like it. What does it mean to you? Um, what does headstrong mean to me? Um, I I think that the word certainly this comes up to me is resilient. Um, um, headstrong is you know without wanting to you know be crude and swear. I think you just don't don't take the shit from anybody else. If you're to be headstrong, you 
not put yourself first as such, but you have to be to be strong enough to say, yes, this is who I am. And I'm able to take uh, all my experiences and put those negative and positive into one. And that's who I am today. And therefore, I can be headstrong about uh, everything that I approach. I think it is definitely got that a negative connotation, as you say, like it's verging on the stubborn. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for me, though, headstrong, it's, you know, you've clearly been on a journey to get to, to a point to be headstrong. I don't think it's something that happens freely. Uh, you, to somebody, you're saying but you I guess it's a quality that you procure as opposed to one that you're kind of just born with. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's, uh, as you, I mean, the same with many, many qualities, of course. Um, I get easily distracted. Can I take a moment to talk about your garment to your listeners who can't see you? Please. Yep. So Louis is wearing this shirt. It's like a button up shirt and it has shirts on it. It's like a shirt with little patches of shirts on the shirt. There's also letters. I'll screenshot this and I'll put it on Instagram. There's there's letters. Well, now I want to look nice. Now I look. Oh, okay. I look like I'll a do me. Hold on, wait. Let me uh, rotate my camera so that I'm facing the. Oh, I don't think I can. All right, here we go. Okay. <laughs> well, that's not good either. Yeah, it's fine. You know, they can know that I'm not perfect. It's okay for them to know that I that I sometimes have bad lighting. Um, but I, I also got in. I've been really going down some interesting um, uh, YouTube wormholes lately. Yes. And last night I was listening to this British YouTuber like over and over and over again. So it's so funny that you and I are now like having this conversation and you don't look quite like him, but you could be him for Halloween. I love a Halloween costume. So please tell me who it is. Well, I mean, I I don't know that you could really dress. I mean, I don't think his outfits are that outlandish, but do you know who Tom Harlock is? I don't, but I will get on Google right now. Well, he's he's a YouTuber. He's got a, he's a little bit saucy, a little bit of a like diva. So you don't you don't strike mm-hmm. me like him in uh, personality. But you could you could essentially. So I'm now my he was the last British person like in my ear, and now I'm talking to you. So like my brain is doing this really weird crossover where it's making you the same person. If you were ever interviewing yourself, what is a question that you would ask yourself? Because you, there must be, you must have internal conversations all the time. Is what is there? Is there something that you ever want to say out loud and just talk to yourself about? I mean, if I was meeting myself, I'd probably ask myself, like, "What are you doing later?" No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> if I, I say, "Hello there, handsome." <laughs> um, I don't know that there is like a particular question I would ask myself. I, there are questions I would certainly stray away from. Um, with the knowledge of who I am, just because I'm like, there are certain questions that you just answer so many times. But then I also realized too, that that's a part of doing interviews. Um, mm-hmm. There was a point where I was like, oh my God, I'm so annoyed answering this question. But then I realized maybe someone hasn't heard the answer yet. So I just answer the questions anyway. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I, I've tried to not ask the, the, the boring questions of what was RuPaul's Drag Race like? Um, I've, try, I've tried to um, But I mean, it's only boring clear. to me. There are some people who really love that. There are some people who are like, I love no, that. No, of course, I know. There are so many people that are interested in, in all aspects of, of who you are. I've just, I just, on Headstrong, I try to capture as um, kind of a broad but also specific picture on, on certain aspects, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I know that you're able, because you know, you're able and confident to have 
you know, some intellectual positive conversation. And I think that that's really important and not necessarily that my platform is the place to do it. Cause I know that you've got your, your own platform and, and YouTube channel and, and yeah. whatever. And, but I just think that it's important to, to talk about these things. Cause I know that you're so able to do it and want to. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's, I, I appreciate yeah. that, that acknowledgement. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, uh, I, I get distracted really easily. So I want you to know that whenever I go off the rails and talk about random stuff, it's uh, it's not a determinant or not to defer to the to like roll away from the conversation. But I just want to know something because I've been thinking about this. Do you think that you can do an American accent? So um, for the people that don't or do know me, so I, I am an actor. I'm with uh, a, a talent agency in London called Independent Talent, and I've done. Um, I did, I've done a, a film called Slaughterhouse Rules with um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. They're part of this the British British team. I've done some some work on ITV, um, which is one of the British channels here. But I would not say my American accent is amazing. But I know that what's coming. Well, what, you don't have to, to do it. I, but I don't want you to think that I'm going to pressure you to do it in American. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I okay. The, I see the fear, like the sweat on your, like you're like I can't. I don't want to uh, do it in American. This, this is this is make or break. But I have been thinking about um, because me and my friends we always do Australian accents. I don't know why, but we always talk. We're I used to live in Australia, so I, I love talking Australian, mate. Mate, I'll talk Australia for the rest of my life if I can, mate. Yeah, for some reason I was like, I, I, I don't know, I might uh, sounds quite lovely to me, but I'm not quite sure. Like for some reason we always do that, but then I don't feel like I see a lot of British people or Australian people doing American accents, with the exception of what's the actor's name. He plays House. He was in Stuart Little. He played the dad in Stuart Little. Oh, I can't remember his name. But you know what I'm talking um, about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was oh. House MD. Um, his dad name. I'm googling it too. Hugh Laurie. Oh, Hugh, Hugh, Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. The day cool. that I found out that Hugh Laurie was British, rocked yeah. my world. I was like, "What? No." Nar, as they say in Australia, nar, 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 mate, nah, you're all right. Uh, okay, where, where were you living in Australia? Uh, I lived in Sydney when I was 18. I finished school and I was like, um, I've been living at home with my parents for the last 18 years. I need to go to the other side of the world now. That's so <laughs> so, UK, that is so UK to like spend a year somewhere else, whereas Americans are like, you leave from high school, or walk out of the high school, get on a bus, and go directly to college. Yeah, sure, sure. No, I took I took a year out in between school and I did go to university. Um, but I, I spent that time in Australia and I was actually working in a school out there as a teaching assistant. Um, and so, I, that is so British. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if there was a script, I followed it and I and I I, I stick to a script. I, mean, I dropped out of school, so what's more American than that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but look where you are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah here we are. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. you don't you don't have to do the American accent. I was just wondering if you if you want okay. Now give me give me a sentence, or or shall I just talk with my American accent? Well, I feel like if I give you a sentence, then what you'll do is you'll just repeat what I say, and then you just be doing a Bob the Caldwell. No, okay, okay, I don't want to do that. Bob okay, the drag queen. Right. I, okay. So my name is Louis Strong, and I am auditioning for the role of um, Philip Schofield in Prison Break. All right. Uh, that, that that wasn't terrible. That wasn't terrible. Michael Schofield. I, Oops, I got the name wrong of the show that I'm watching. <laughs> if I heard you talking on the street, I'd be like, is this? I think we talk and then like five minutes in, I'd be like, does he have an accent? 
I think I'd do that. Like we'd be in the middle of a of a of like eating our food, and then you say one word, and I'd be like, "Do you have an accent? Where are you?" I would probably say, "Where are you from?" With my brow like scrunched up. Where are you from? Kind of like that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I know. I maybe 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 not. Maybe uh, some ac- accent lessons are. It wasn't bad. Coming around. It's, it's bad. It was better than my British accent that I did. My British accent was was. It's ch- funny when when anybody um, from America does do a British accent, it's um, either actually pretty much nailed or it's a bit Cockney or something. <laughs> well, I mean, Cockney is a British accent, you know what I mean? No, of course, no, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with it, but what yeah, do you say I mean, about Adele? I'm, just kidding. I'm not at all. I can't. In fact, I'm looking forward to the next album. Does she have a Cockney accent, Adele? Like, it's interesting because she calls herself Adele. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to comment on British accents. I feel like it's certainly not my place. Well, it's more your place than mine. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. But I mean, uh, I'm not sure about, I'm not sure about that. What, what, else, what other accents can we try whilst we're here, actually? Well, I mean, Have you got I, a French accent in you? No. Uh, I, a no. sexy French accent? I, I mean, I could probably... Um, no, but <laughs> I'm also imagining you and I probably have different perceptions of French accents because if you're a French person learning English through America versus a French person learning English through the UK, you'd end up sounding different. So if you're if you're learning English from a British person, they'll say like like a hub, whereas in America we say herbs. So a herbs, French person yeah. would say uh, herbs if they're or in England they say herbs. I don't like. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I love. It. And also, I suppose some of your your influence of French culture com- comes from Canada as well. Canada you know, and yeah. uh, Louisiana. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a French quarter. There's there's a, 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 a there is a French accent, a Creole accent based out of Louisiana that is French in and of itself, and also um, French Canadians like um, like Celine Dion, um, yeah, as well. Oh, nice! What yeah. is that painting behind um, you, by the way? That's, I, I'll stop going off on tangents. I really have ADD. What is this? no? So this it looks expensive. So this is a well for anyone who can't see it. This is um, a, a farming picture. So I, I live on a farm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it's not a farm that exists anymore in terms of uh, you know agriculture and whatever. Uh, it's just called a farm. Um, but it, they are picking potatoes, I believe. But it looks expensive. And that's, that's a, no comment. <laughs> Oh, so it is expensive. Is that what that means? I, I, well, I'm not commenting. Well, I feel like, like based on this, it seems like you come from like a really like, like nice, like, like well-to-do kind of family setting. I've been, I've been incredibly fortunate with um, my family and where I've been, been to school and where I've grown up. And I don't take that for granted for a second. Um, um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I know for a fact that I have been very lucky from where I've come from. Um, and I'm trying to, yeah, I mean, use platforms like this to try and actually just talk to, talk to people and talk about things yeah. that are actually relevant. Um, well, but yeah, I, I mean, friend, my mom used to always say, <laughs> she used to always say, <laughs> white people act like they don't have money when they do. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how uncomfortable you are. You're like, all right. And that is our time we are done no 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 i'm not uncomfortable about that at all well i i will say this in in london my experience was a little bit different but also city people are just so extra it's like being living in new york city and living in the south and, and new, new yorkers will brag about how much money they 
have or how expensive things are. Like a New Yorker will hold up their purse and they'll say, you know how much this fucking purse costs, buddy? You know how much this fucking purse costs? It was fucking $3,000. So, you know, fuck off. Whereas like <laughs> a Southerner might be like, you will not believe how much I paid for this purse. Guess. It was just $5. Isn't that crazy? Whereas a Southerner would, not, not all Southerners, no one has a, no areas of monolith, but they would uh, be like, I just want you, like, they were like, they would brag about how cheap something was, whereas Northern culture was much more interested in bragging about how expensive things are. And I found that in, in sure. London, there's a lot of people interested in bragging about how expensive this stuff is. But when I would venture out further from London, um, there was a, a much more humble experience to be had. I think, yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. And it probably comes down to being a massive, massive city thing as well, because people are on top of each other. And therefore, there are so many people that are able to look at you. Uh, and, you know, it comes also down to, I suppose, your social media platforms and people want to be seen as having expensive taste and whatnot, when actually you should be posting stuff for yourself. It, you know, just use your platform. Well, at the end of the day, it is an yeah. internal thing. Yeah, it's however you, you want. To, if you want to post about your car and your there's like this guy on on YouTube, and now, now I'm interviewing you with the help. Wow, how did the, how do we turn this table around? How did this happen? You didn't uh, even know who I am, Bob. I I don't, I, don't, I know you now. I feel like I know you. You're a, a nice young lad living on the countryside who spent a year abroad, sitting in front of a really expensive <laughs> painting. Um, <laughs> so I think I, what's I, going on? I think I pretty much have your whole Wikipedia page written up already. <laughs> oh God! Oh, I feel like you're gonna go edit it now. Maybe, maybe we're both gonna relate. No, like when Lady Gaga and um, and Beyonce did those songs simultaneously. So Lady Gaga oh, did yeah. telephone, and then Beyonce did video phone, and they were like similar like ideas mm. with two different renditions. So maybe this is the beginning of of I'm. But who's the Gaga and who's the Beyonce? Now, see, the obvious answer seems that I would be Beyonce because I'm black. But maybe you're Beyonce because you were doing this first i don't even know who knows no i, I mean i'll happily take bay if um i can show you some dance moves another time though maybe when i come to new york one day can you dance i love dancing i love it and you're like really good at it no i'm not really good at it i just love doing it do you mean like, like when i was growing up dancing like dancing in a club or like dancing no like no 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 i like i love do i love because i've trained in theater as well just like you but i like i like doing you know performance performance dancing um, the last thing I want to talk about is this. How is the UK dealing with this, um, like, what's her name? What's her name? Uh, what are you talking about? She's the Harry Potter lady. Oh, JK Rowling. There she is. How is the UK dealing with this? Because in America, we're, we're kind of like, this lady's done over here. How is the UK yeah. dealing with this lady? Well, the queer it's interesting. lots of people in the straight community don't care. Because, um, no, 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 I think it's, it's a massively, massively important conversation because she created something that in the UK is institutional. You know, Harry Potter to a British person is like what you think tea is to English people, right? Mm -hmm. So Harry Potter to us is, you know, I would say is one of our most, um, you know, um, relevant, not relevant because it's, you know, in a made up world, but, you know, massively important no, I, uh, well, world that's created. Louis, and it is around the world. This may blow your mind, but in America, Harry Potter is pretty fucking big. Dude, Harry Potter is huge. No, I know. I know. I, the Harry Potter world, uh, there's two in America, I think. Yeah, there's two of them here. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, I mean, it's a massive worldwide thing, but the conversations that she started that were just ridiculous i think the way it's dealt with uh, in the uk some people 
choose to ignore it because that's a very British thing to do and say, right? But when it, as soon as it hits something like a platform like Twitter, which is, of course, utilized around the world, it's, it makes, you know, trolls readily available, but also anybody readily, readily available at hand to, to continue the conversation. And I don't think that it's a, a British matter, but because it's, a, it's, you know, it's the conversations that she was trying to, to start and her opinions are, are of relevance around the world. Um, yeah. but in terms of how it's dealt with in the UK, I mean, I mean, it's unfair for me, um, you know, as a, as a young, young male to even comment on it, but I mean, I just think, as you say, she's pretty much done. Yeah. I mean, you know, she probably, she's probably listening to this interview. Do you want to tell her anything? <laughs> um, if you do rewrite something, I won't take the part, but I'd like to be asked, but I'll turn it down. There we go. There it is. There it no, is. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Now, if I, if I had something to say to JK Rowling, she actually went to the university that I went to. Uh, and I would say, having known what that university has and the diversity that it has the potential for, what, what were you doing when you were there? Who were you hanging out with? And what is this narrow-minded view and, and approach you have to your own life that you're not willing to be open and accept every single person as a unique individual and, and life choices are there to be made by an individual, not by you and what you tell people to do, is what I would say to her. And ladies and gentlemen, that was Louis Strong from the Headstrong Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I've just <laughs> I've taken over your... I'm a pirate. I have... I love it. I love it. Um, well, I've had fun doing it. I hope you have as well. Yeah, no, I've had a lot of fun. This has been great. And there we have it. That is the end of episode two with Bob the Drag Queen. I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to Bob and his team for joining me on Headstrong, the podcast. I think it was a seriously engaging conversation and I really appreciate him taking the time to speak to me on Headstrong. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to subscribe and rate it and tell everyone about it. We want to get the podcast out to as many people as possible. Come join me next week on episode three, where I talk to Besma Khalifa. Thank you to everybody that tunes in on Headstrong. It means the world to me that you take the time out of your day to listen to the podcast. I'll catch you next week on episode three. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.